Yo, I remember Sunday mornings back in 1996 Right in front of the television, mama can't tell me shit Do the dishes, boy, rocket power on, let me skip Nah, never said that, I ain't crazy, let's reminisce Chubby boy trying to figure out life and play his part Voice on TV asking me if I'm afraid of the dark Nah, never was, help me grow into something proper Beating beats, got him screaming out, ah, I'm a real monster I got in the sports late, you never would see me dribble Mama gave birth to a genius, they calling it Didi Pickle I'm in Dexter's lab, trying to check out them death toys After that, chilling with Ralph, making fun of the head boys Pop's not around, I'm learning from Uncle Phil and Bill Cosby I get in the situation, they got me 25, still awaiting my letter from Hogwarts Yo, this 90s kid is still like a child of some sort yeah. Hello and welcome to the Masters of Mediocrity podcast The brothers are back, Fraser Kessering, Max Kessering How's it going, Frage? Figured that was the ah, that was probably the most disrespectful thing I could possibly do, and I just thought about it. I'm doing great. Got myself a cherry pomegranate seltzer, courtesy of the great Wegman's uh, grocery store. Um, I'm doing well. Basketball's good. Game of Thrones has been pretty good. So uh, all around good. Nice. This podcast sponsored by Rochester Wegmans. Shout out to Wegmans, the best grocery store in the entire world. I'd say the planet, but I I'm not entirely have like sure. A, I have a crippling love for Wegmans. I go, I go, I kid you not, 25 minutes out of my way to go to Wegmans instead of going to the local grocery store here. It's just better. It's so much better. The <laughs> produce is better. The meat is better. It, it's just an all around better experience. Yeah. Good thing I have to go very little out of the way. Well, at least I can still go there. At least you can still go there. The people on the West Coast, they have no idea. They they don't even know. They don't even know. Dude, I'm telling you, every time I hear Wegmans at work or even just out and about, I like perk up. <laughs> My ears perk I'm like, up. Yo, like, yo, Wegmans? Oh, we make oh, a Wegmans, Wegmans? Dude, I make constant Wegmans runs. Wegmans is in the middle of everything in Rochester. Like, if you have to drive from one place to another, there will be a Wegmans in between. Yep. Sorry, just doing some other disrespectful shit. Just burping on the podcast. Just no, fart. I'm eating. I'm eating a Caprese salad. I'm pretty sure it's Caprese. Caprese. Yeah. I could be wrong. Not in Rochester. We have Iggy, uh, Anthony Del Monte. Uh, please just like tweet at us and tell us how to actually pronounce Caprese. Yeah, the, actually, uh, the correct pronunciation. Yeah, we're, correct we need an Italian person, a real Italian person, because we're like kind of fake Italian. Are we gonna opinion. call him mom? Mom? <laughs> Ma? Ma. <laughs> Wait, if I yell enough, she'll actually come. So never mind. She'll come. Yeah, get her on the podcast. You know what? That's a great idea. Get her on the podcast. <laughs> Ask her how to say Caprese salad. Yeah. All right. You want? Give me a second. Yeah, go ahead. All right. I'll filibuster. All right, filibuster, Frasch. All right. So I went to my first hockey game um, ever. Uh, That's not, I mean, I guess you could say that I went to a Sabres game once, but I don't know if I'd even constitute as a uh, hockey game. So I went to a Bruins playoff game. It was, um, you might hear her screaming in the background. Did you already hear it, Frasch? Yeah, I heard her. I heard her very long ways away. Hi, mom. You're on. Yeah, he can. You can't hear him. I can hear her. All right. Give her the headphones. Okay, here's the headphones, mom. Okay. Hello. 
Get closer. Frazier. No, you gotta get by the. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> I'm on the podcast. I'm on the podcast. <laughs> yep. Okay, I'll settle okay. it. Okay. Settle it. All right. So, how do you pronounce caprese salad? <laughs> I don't know. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only question. You don't know. Okay, here's Maxie. <laughs> Aren't they funny? Okay, this is where they get it all from, guys, just in case you wanted to know. Don't cut me out of this either, because this is my one thing. I'd say caprese. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks, Mom. Thanks for that. I can't believe I was on the podcast. She. Okay. Well, there you have it. There it it is. That's how you say it. That's how you say it. She's uh, 100%, 50% Italian. So that's how you say it. All right, Fraze, you were filibustering about the Bruins game? I was filibustering about the Bruins game. So I have never been to any sporting event with that type of atmosphere. I'm sure that's how like any Playoff intense soccer game? game is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to go. There's a there's a Liverpool game exhibition game in Boston um, in a month and a half. Oh, that'd so, be really cool. We'll have to discuss. Yeah, definitely. Um, hopefully, I'm not in Austria. Yeah, let's hope. All right, moving back. Weird flex, but okay. Um, <laughs> so. I've never been to a sporting event with that type of atmosphere. I mean, I'm not a hockey person. I enjoy sports. Um, but for as an outsider to kind of go to a game like that, and then I immediately snapped into like, okay, I'm like the biggest Bruins fan alive. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like totally It was it, an yeah. instant flip of a switch. Like it was, it was bananas. I mean... From the jump, it was crazy. They scored like four minutes in, and then it was, they really didn't put up much of a fight until about the third period. And then they had one goal, and then they had another quick kind of go ahead goal. And when I tell you people lost their minds, like <laughs> people lost their fucking minds at yeah, this place. They like, went ape. Just a eruption. I mean, electric. I, you could hear the, the cheering, the chants for like I maybe five, 10 minutes straight. It was just like, it was amazing. So, that's probably one of the craziest, most exciting sporting events that I've ever been to. Yeah, um, I like that. And it makes I me think, want to go. I was saying, I think the chants are pretty cool. I like, I wonder if the, the hockey ones are like the soccer ones, because the soccer ones are like really in depth. Like they're long and like really well choreographed. Like I feel like. I'd that- s- I feel like I'd say less chanting uh-huh. for sure. Like there was More a cheering. lot of kind of quiet moments, mm-hmm. um, a lot of gas. But when they did score, it was just like pandemonium. Yeah, I'd say that was different than like any Celtics game I've been to. Celtics games, there's usually a lot of chants, a lot of cheering back and forth yeah. uh, when there's a big dunk or big shot. But like it wasn't to the same level. Um but the intensity was there the whole time. It was definitely really cool. It makes me want to go to more Bruins games. For sure. It's also playoff hockey. Um, I'm also going, so me and my dad are actually going to the UFC in Rochester ne- this weekend. So we'll oh, have nice. to report back on Monday and how that goes. But um, that crowd could be pretty rowdy too. I would imagine if there's like a big, big hit or a knockout. It's gonna be I'm crazy, sure it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. 
or a big exchange. I don't know. Do you know who's fighting that? that, uh, Kevin, that Kevin Lee and uh, who's the other Bruce guy? Lee's, Bruce Lee's nephew? Yeah, the black one. <laughs> like, um, people, hey, Max, this is 2019. Frazier, he's a black people guy. Of different races, not... People of different <laughs> races can have babies together, Max. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's exactly how it works, but it's Kevin Lee versus Rafael uh, Dos Anjos. Oh, nice. Dos Anjos. That's a, cool. Yeah, it's a good fight. Um, who else is on that card? I It's at Blue Cross Arena, though. Let's go. I just like that's how... That's so funny. It's, it's so funny to me. I just love how it's in Rochester. Like, that's crazy. I know. Rochester's like the biggest small market. Yeah. It, that's When I describe Rochester to people, I say it is like the biggest small market you'll ever think of. Like We're the number one AAA team. Like, yeah, AAA like, town. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's the it's the random small city that's big enough that everyone knows to make mm-hmm. fun of it for being a small city. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. all comics will like reference Rochester, like I don't know, Rochester's like reference in other things. It's reference in the office. Like it's just like a weird little big city. Yeah, so we won't you won't know anyone else on this card besides maybe Pat Cummins. He's been yeah, around for a I've hot heard. minute. He, uh-huh. he 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 bangs. I like that. Uh, Charles Olivia. Uh, like, there's not a lot of names. This is a fight night. I mean, there's gonna be one big fight, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, so, cool. Whatever. Should be fun. All right, you ready to talk some basketball? Always. We're, we're ready to get into it. About 15 minutes in. And 10 yeah. minutes in. That's that's about right for us. <laughs> that's about standard. Um, yeah. All right. So. Uh, Right now we're recording at 8:29 p.m. Tuesday night. So we're gonna be lis- listening in. Fraser's gonna be looking at um, his Twitter basically and checking for a Woj bomb about who gets the first pick basically. Um, and then we'll discuss like how the lottery works a little bit because I did an extreme deep dive uh, earlier that was completely unnecessary but very fun and kind of hurt my brain a little bit. And then right now we're gonna talk about. The series that just happened, and then the series that are happening tonight and tomorrow. Sounds good. Cool. All right. What we missed on last Friday was the Warriors beat the Rockets in Game 6. Right now, I'm wearing my Warriors shirt on. Shout out. Warriors. Shout out to the Warriors. I'd say that my bias came out a little bit that game. I was a little, Mm -hmm. like, a little... A little uh, <clears throat> spicy in the <laughs> in the bar. I wasn't sauced up or anything, but I was just as spicy. Um, I was pretty hyped about the Warriors win. To be able to win that game without Kevin Durant, I thought showed a lot of guts, a lot of chutzpah, as you could say. A lot of chutzpah for sure. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, the thing that I'm most excited for is just not having to watch the Rockets play anymore. <laughs> they are absolutely my least favorite team to play to watch play. I don't care who they're playing. Um, and I understand the talent and like they're I, kind of a I don't want to. I don't want to take away like what they do because what they do is still impressive. I just don't like what they do. <laughs> if that makes sense yeah um yeah I, i'm so happy not to have to watch them play anymore it's just like a real relief it's i don't even care who, i mean back. obviously i want the warriors to win but like i'd be happy with any other team winning this 
Yeah, now that this I is like last all four the teams, teams left. Yeah, these four teams left, I think, would be really awesome for the NBA to have be their champion. Um, I think they would show a lot of different like ways to team build and a lot of different unique circumstances and stuff. So I kind of like this set of four that we have now. But look back. Let's go to the Warriors Rockets game that happened on Friday. What did you take out of that game? What was your biggest takeaway? My biggest takeaway is it doesn't take very much to get Curry going. Um, I mean, Curry in the last half of the game was tremendous. The first um, half, he was absolutely First half, awful. abysmal. The way that Draymond and Iguodala have been playing this playoffs is really incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Andre Iguodala, I think he was five from six from three. Uh, he was six of eight, I think, from the field with 17 points. Uh, I think he had five steals. I mean, like, the dude has just been playing out of his mind. Unbelievably, playing unbelievably well defensively. Draymond's getting back to making those right decisions. Um, I, I've just been really impressed with their play. And the unsung hero, we on this podcast talk about him way too often. Kavon Looney is legit. Yo, He's okay. very good defensively. He's good defensively, and you know what? He's not a liability when he catches the ball four feet from the basket. I mean, like, he has decent He can kind moves. of finish around the rim. Yeah. He He's got a lot smart. of really important offensive rebounds, too. High IQ, high motor. Uh, just, like, I've been impressed by him. And I know he's the guy that, like, I'm almost embarrassed to talk about every time because it's like, are we really fucking talking about Kavon Looney? Yeah. But he's been, he's been great. Yeah. Um, Clay Thompson really carried him through the first half of the game. Like, if he didn't carry them by making a bunch of threes, I think they would have gotten smoked. Um, but Clay does this in game sixes. We've seen it before. The Thunder Warriors game a long time ago. It feels like a long time ago, but it's really probably only three or four years ago. Um, that game just showed what kind of guts he has on the road. And I think that's the same that happened in this game. They needed a, a game like that. And I think the Warriors really rose to the challenge because they didn't have Durant. And I think that was a big rallying cry for them. Um, I think without that kind of like extra energy, without having Durant, they wouldn't have won. Yeah. I expected it, them to lose also. So I also expected them. It, it's that we, it's that no one believes in us thing again. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the thing that they've been missing. It's that, um, People are counting us out now, and I think it's something that a lot of teams strive off of. Um, I mean, you see that the Patriots, they almost do this every year. They find something that's like, oh, they don't believe in us. Good teams can manufacture that, and I think the Warriors have hard, have a hard time doing that, and, and rightfully so. I mean, they've been a dominant team over the last, ever since they got, I mean, even before they got Kevin Durant, but especially when they got Kevin Durant, they didn't have that no one who believes in us. Um, I mean, they've won back-to-back titles. There there was nothing really, they talked about all the time. It's like, we didn't have anything to get us out of bed. You know, it's like, until the playoffs comes, it's, now they have something like that. I yeah. think even when KD comes back, I think they'll still have some of that fire. Hopefully. Uh, we'll yeah. see, though. Yeah, I, I would say this game was not the Rockets playing bad. It was the worst playing well. You know, I don't like when people say that, like, James Harden collapsed in a big game again, but because I don't think he necessarily did. 
And in the playoffs, he's played well. I mean, I'd have to give the credit more to Iguodala and how well his defense was. I've never seen... I, I mean, he, he's unbelievable on defense. The His ability so to... So smart. To close the distance without following, fouling, was incredible because because Curry is the worst. I mean, he gets in foul trouble every single game, and it's his own damn fault. He's he's kind of an idiot when it comes to that. He's just a foul magnet, Um, and they're all legit fouls. Like the refs aren't just like clawing him on him. Like he legitimately fouls all the time, and he's got to get better awareness on that front. But I did want to bring up a point. Um, towards the end of the game, they started running this side pick and roll with Draymond Green and Steph Curry. And it got them in a better position than they normally would because uh, Draymond was rolling to the basket instead of popping out. And I think being a little bit to the side instead of being at the top of the key was better for him because he was on the right side of the basket also. And he's a he's a predominantly right-handed dribbler, passer. Everything's out of his right hand. So he could cross court better with his right hand instead of the other way so i think that was a really well schemed play that they got a ton of good looks at the end of the game with yeah we were talking about this when we called after you called me after the game and we were talking about this they ran that side pick and roll a lot and it got draymond in the best possible position for draymond and curry Mm -hmm. um when draymond is a decision maker when he's coming downhill Mm -hmm. he had i mean you could I saw it coming a mile away so many times. It would be a, a Curry, uh, Curry Draymond pick and roll. Durant would roll. P.J. Tucker would come up to defend, or Capella would come up, and you would see Looney coming from the weak side, and you just saw the LU coming, mm-hmm. or you saw the dump down, and then he would pump fake and put it. Like, you just, or a Curry would reset and come back and, and curl off and, and catch another ball for three. It's like, you just, you, you could almost see the stuff happening, and they couldn't do anything to stop it. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they use that going forward uh, when Durant comes back. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that was really good for them. Cool. All right, we'll move on. Enough Warriors talk, but um, trying to make an exciting game. One thing about Chris Paul, I'm sure oh, everyone's oh, seen we it need now. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to talk about that. But we got to talk about this. We have to. <clears throat> so, basically what happened was Curry rented out the Rockets facility. Um, he wanted to get some shots up at the gym, at, on the court. Uh, this is like way before the game. Um, this I think this might even been the day before or something like that, so... He wanted to get some shots up, so he bucked it through his agent. Somehow, Chris Paul found out. Chris Paul showed up, refused to let Curry on the court, and Curry's like, hey, man, like if you want to go half and half, that's fine. Like I'm, I'm just trying to get some shots up. Like My agent booked it, blah, blah, blah. And Chris Paul said no and refused to let Curry shoot. I mean... He's so petty. He's, he's so... I love the competitive nature, but also go fuck yourself. <laughs> Like, that is the most petty shit ever. He's competitive. He is super competitive. Like, I get that you're trying to, like, get every advantage you can, but, like, the dude rented out the space. Like, you kind of have How to let him. How can you say no? Yeah, you, like, he, he, he doesn't own the fucking gym. No, not at all. I thought that's ridiculous. Yeah, that was, He's just kind of like a crazy. dickhead. Like, how does anyone like him? Like, he, he must know that no one likes him. Even on yeah. his team, I bet he has no friends. I bet you he lives a very lonely life, honestly. May I don't know. Maybe he's not like this outside of... 
I don't maybe, know. Maybe I don't know what the hell he's there like are outside who's of like outside of competition. But dude, he's so like recklessly rude to officials. He's recklessly um rude to yeah, his other so fellow competitive competitors. No, Draymond has real issues. Um I think he has authority problems. <laughs> oh god. No, I'm just kidding. Um But yeah, I just you can't do that, dude. Like that's that's messed up. Like his it it's his, like I understand like forcing him to like limit himself, but like, you can't like make the guy leave. Yeah, I just don't understand how he could force him to do that. Yeah, I don't get how unless he just started ding him up or something. I don't know. <laughs> that would be awesome. But like, that'd be hilarious. He, like, there's no Rockets team official. It'd be like, dude, like Chris, you gotta let him shoot. Like, we're required to let him shoot. Yeah. I don't get I know. it. Shout out to Curry. Like, Curry's where is Curry going to go shoot? He's going to go shoot at, like, some local rec center? You know what I mean? Like, no, he kind of has to do it in, like, a private facility. Yeah. I don't know. Super lame. Super lame. All right, let's go to the Rock or the the Portland Trailblazers, Denver Nuggets. Seven-game series as well. Um, As the other one we're going to talk about. This game was awesome and really fun for me it was kind of a drag like a a knockdown drag out fight because it was kind of close the whole game but cj mccollum just absolute stud and my boy zach collins showed up strong he had like four blocks in this game five blocks in this game zach collins actually showed that he could become something real in the nba not like an all-star necessarily but like a solid player for a while in my opinion he's got a He's got to fill out, though, because Jokic was abusing him. <laughs> I mean, he got five fouls real quick. Um, yeah, he, Jokic kind of handled him in the paint, which I wish they were so at Boogie Cousins because that could have really... That could have been a problem for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. I think it was a tough loss for Denver. You hate to see it. Um, I mean, I'm a huge Jokic fan, I think he did everything he could. I mean, that man, he averaged like 30, 14, and 9 or something throughout the playoffs. He was ridiculous. His last three games were 29, 29, 25, with 13 rebounds, 12 rebounds, and 19 rebounds. Yeah. Dude's put in work. Almost 10 assists. I mean, and those are all efficient. Like, he's efficient when he's putting that, that up. It's not... That's not 29 points on 40 attempts or, no. or 26 attempts. Like, he's only putting the ball. He only scores when he really has to. I mean, I, I remember watching a few games this season, and it's like he would have five points. Yeah. But he took over, and it's going to be interesting what happens with Millsap, but I, I think really this team like... is just one year away. And I think actually both these teams are one year away. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. they're not really ready, but I think the Trailblazers are a little more ready because they had the the veteran guards of McCollum and Lillard. Lillard wasn't great, but he still made a big shot in the end. So he still had like a good game. He still had eight assists and 10 rebounds from the point guard spot. Like, that's a solid game. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you're not shooting well, you're at least pl- like doing other things well. He had a couple steals in there also, so... I'd say this uh, well, this was a freaking toss-up series, and it showed it what, going to seven and only be four points off in the last game. Yeah, who was it? Turner? What was it? What's his name? Evan Turner. Evan Turner. I couldn't think of his first name. Evan Turner. 
he was one of the big reasons that they won this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really took over. And I was listening to something, and they made the point that Denver seemed like it was missing one six eight kind of stretchy guy. Uh, because Evan Turner just abused them. They they didn't have any counter to his height, his mid-range, his post. Um, and, I mean, he had 14 points, I think, in the last quarter, nine, nine uh, foul shots, eight or nine foul shots. It's like, and that's not really the guy that you expect to beat you. <laughs> and I know that McCall had a great game. Sorry about that. Um, I know McCollum had a great game, but down the stretch, it was really Turner. Yeah, and Evan Turner had like six points in the rest of the playoffs or something. He, That's under, what I'm saying. Yeah, he was not good. Um, but when Rodney Hood went down, it kind of was left to him because this Rock or this Blazers team is, keep saying that, this Blazers team is very diminished. Like, they have lost a lot of people. A lot of injuries on that squad. I just... They don't have a lot of players, and they can't really afford to lose anyone. With Zach Collins going with five fouls early, Rodney Hood being injured, Mo Harkless not being able to hit a shot to save his life. Same with El Farouk Aminu. Myers Leonard's a complete nightmare. Um, I, I don't... He's terrible. I, I, and, and Steph Curry, or Seth Curry, with zero points. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's nuts that they won that game. It was kind of a, a rock fight, if you will. Yeah, it... It was pretty ugly, um, yeah. but what are you gonna do? It, sh- it should be an interesting matchup going forward. Um, we'll see. We'll talk about it in a bit. I'm sure. Cool. All right. Do you want to talk about the games that happened? The, the last game that happened, or do you want to talk about the Warriors yeah. Ra- Blazers? Yeah, we got we got to talk about the Kawhi shot. Okay. Sixers Raptors. If you didn't watch it, Kawhi shot. I don't know where you were. It was on Reddit. It was on Twitter. It was on ESPN. It was freaking everywhere. People who don't even watch basketball, guy in my office who literally doesn't like sports at all saw the shot. So if you didn't see the shot, I don't know where you were. I was watching Game of Thrones. I ended up (laughs) seeing the shot, but uh, I did not see it live. I'm going to be honest. Oh, you're out of your mind. Okay, so I just watched Game of Thrones later. Uh, listen, I'm on a strict bedtime schedule. Game of Thrones, that's all I got time for. <laughs> all right. I am not on a strict bedtime schedule, and I watched both because I wanted to uh, get, you know, I want to give the people what they want, and I want to actually listen to it and watch it on the night of because mm-hmm. I think people were upset when we had to skip one episode. I'm just saying. One episode of Game of Thrones? Like, remember that one week where I didn't watch it on time? I think oh, everyone, yeah. everyone was upset. I definitely I felt it in my heart of hearts. Don't All right. You. Breaking down this game. Kawhi Leonard shot the ball, but Jillian times and needed to because no one else wanted to shoot the ball. <laughs> um, basically, everyone else on his team was like, here, take it. Kawhi, please do it for us. Kawhi ended up with 41 points and he worked for every single one of those. Um, Siakam looked like he wasn't ready for the moment. Uh, Marcus Saul played really good defense. I think that's what he was mostly tasked with doing, just dealing with the big body of Joel Embiid, which I think he did a great job, especially with pushing him out towards the three-point line and making it tough on him to get easy post position. Uh, I think that was really underrated. Um, but yeah, that's for, from the Raptors' perspective. What did you see? Yeah, it was Siakam playing a lot of hot potato. It was Lowry doing everything besides scoring he was um, really good on defense 
Yeah, that's I get it. Um, I don't know where the second. I mean, Abaka was awesome, but besides that, I don't really know what they're getting out of the rest of. I mean, maybe it was just kind of a, a game seven type of thing where it's a lot of um hero ball or, or people tightening up or i don't really know so mm-hmm. that might be causing Kawhi to kind of have to take over but um i think if they want to win going forward they can't have that but it, it should be a good series um regardless all right so from the from the sixers perspective i think a couple of guys laid on the line um Jimmy butler and joel Embiid. I thought played pretty well. Um, I actually thought JJ was actually pretty decent too, but they got to get better shots for Joel Embiid with better post position because he was trying his best to be a guard. He would get the ball up by the three point line and he had to make a move to the basket and he, he can't do that every play and then expect him to be able to play that type of defense that he needs to play. So let me give you a quick update. Um, so the the Lakers have made it into the top four. We don't know what their pick is, but they're in the top four. So it's Celtics get 14, Heat got 13, Hornets 12, T-Wolves 11, uh, Hawks 10th, the Wizards 9th, uh, the Grizzlies are going to be in the top four, Hawks get the 8th, Bulls get the 7th, oh, that's, that's a rough one, Suns get 6th, that's pretty rough, and the Cavs get 5th. Uh, so I'm happy that the Cavs and the Suns aren't going to be getting in. But <laughs> in the top four, it is Knicks, Lakers, Pelicans, Grizzlies. Whew. Let me know, out of those, keep me, keep me posted. Out of those four, who do you most want to see get the number one pick? Knicks. I agree. Because it's the, easiest, you... it's the easiest way for me to watch Zion. It's because he'll be way closer. Yes. That's basically my entire reason why he wants to go to the Knicks, because I want to see him. I also would like to see Zion to the Knicks. I really don't want to see him go to the Lakers. I especially don't want him on the Lakers. (laughs) I don't think the Pelicans deserve him. I wouldn't be mad if the Grizzlies got him. I want Grizzlies or Knicks. If 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 New Orleans gets him, that's going to be so annoying, because he's going to be stuck in mediocrity like this podcast forever. Yeah. And then, I'm sad this I'm sad the Hawks aren't in there. But dude, didn't I mention the Pelicans have the Pel I said this earlier in there. The Pelicans and the Lakers had the potential of getting the number one pick. They do. I mean, the great thing about the draft lottery is how it's set up to let lower seeded teams still get it. Mm-hmm. Like if you were uh if you were like the worst team, you only had a 14% chance of getting the first overall pick, which is pretty terrible, I would say. Like, you have an 86% chance of not getting the first overall pick. If the Lakers get the number one pick, people will will lose lose it. Their goddamn minds. (laughs) We'll know soon. We'll know real soon. Uh, (laughs) I mean, the collusion, if that happens. Which envelope was the coldest? Dude. Would be absolutely mind melting. Um, I don't want to see that happen. 
it's kind of sad. I only, you know, he would if if Davis decides to opt in. We're we're de- we're deviating from playoffs. I'm I'm too into this right now. <laughs> okay, do you want to hurry up and get through and go to the next series? No. If <laughs> if Zion goes to the Pelicans, okay, that could be super interesting. No. Why? Because that franchise kind of blows. It kind of sucks, but it kind of could be awesome. Drew Holiday. Oh, Nick's got the third pick. Motherfucker. And the Lakers got the fourth. So it's either going to be the Grizzlies or Pelicans. The Grizzlies or the Pelicans. Please be the Grizzlies. Please be the Grizzlies. Dude, Nick's fans right now. Nick's fans right now. Oh, dude, Just shout literally, out to you guys. Oh, my God. Pour one out. I mean, they literally got curb stomped by a pair of Timberlands. Oh. I mean, that's the most Nick's thing. You know what? I'm kind of happy this happened because I think if he went to the Knicks, the Knicks would be fun again. And that's not what we want because we want James fucking Dolan out of there. I think it'd be great to see the Grizzlies because they tried super hard to be mediocre or be like semi-decent and they didn't. Frazier, they got the two pick. You're Grizzlies smiling. got again. the number two pick and the, and Lakers. the Pelicans got number oh, Pelicans, one. Sorry, Pelicans got number one. Why? Ugh. I fucking said this. I hate that. I hate that so much. Me too. You know what? I also really hate it. Because he's just going to like, hopefully they trade it. Why no. would they trade it? Why would they trade it? There it is. Yo, hot take. John Morant. And the Grizzlies with the rest of the team that they have with Porter Jr. and you're saying Porter uh, Jr. is any good? He's he's not good in my opinion. No, who, not Porter Jr. Who's who's the player on the Grizzlies? Who's pretty good? They drafted him last year. Jackson, Jaron Jackson. No. Yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. Sorry, Jaron Jackson's good. Whoops, I did some weird typing. Yeah, or am I think I feel I like him. It- I can get ha- I can get on board with that. Yeah. I just yo the Pelicans might be fun though. All right. No. I know. Ugh. Yo, AD Zion pick and roll. No, but that's just like incentivizing <laughs> these stupid teams to like. They could have made the playoffs this year, and then they get Zion. Ugh. I guess could I get they it. Have though. Yeah. Could they have made the playoffs? They fucking yeah. suck, dude. Yo, I heard the most Boston thing ever the other day when I was golfing. <laughs> yeah, that's So I was on the green at like a decent golf course. And uh, I'm on the green and there's another group on uh, on 18 green. And the kid, I'm, we're in a fivesome, mind you. <laughs> golf is four usually. We're in a fivesome. I already don't like so it. So we got a group of five. Kid we're playing with goes, hey, John, would you shoot? He goes... I shot a fucking 87, kid. <laughs> is that very... Most Boston it, shit is that I've Boston? ever heard in my whole life. Is that, I shot a fucking 87, kid. Is that good? It's fine. <laughs> 87. If you shoot below 90, you're better than an average golfer. Fair enough. I shot a fucking 87, kid. Crack me up. <laughs> okay. So the Pelicans got the number one pick. 
instant reaction. I don't like it because it's just I wanted him to see him on a more entertaining team. I 100% agree. I I don't think the Knicks would have been more fun, though. I mean, if they got all the pieces, it would have been more fun. I don't think I think the most fun team he could have possibly gone to is the Hawks. I think having a new team get the first overall pick is what makes it entertaining too. Like, thank God it wasn't Cleveland. Thank God it was the Lakers. Oh, if it was the Lakers, ugh. if it was either one of those teams, I would have I would have cried. I would have boycotted. Mm-hmm. I would have not uh, watched basketball for the first week of the season. I agree. <laughs> yeah. So those are instant reactions. Um, do you want me to break down the full- draft lottery real quick and how it works? Because it's nuts. Sure. Okay, it so, is crazy. So basically, they have all these ping pong balls, one through fourteen. They put it into a scramble machine. Then they they pick four balls out of that. Those four balls correlate to a combination. So if it's one, two, three, four, it's the same also as four, three, two, one. It does not matter. Um, it just what? matters. Yeah, it just matters which numbers get picked, not the order that they get picked in. Those numbers, those four numbers that get that get drawn, correlate to a combination that then goes to a, a certain team. The teams have a certain amount of percentage of the possible combinations. The better your chance is, the more possible combinations you have. So there's like a disconnect between your um, whose pick it is and the actual numbers drawn. The draw, numbers drawn don't technically matter that much, but I saw a post where Boston last year was like the tenth pick. And their combinations all started with the number seven. So you would have liked whatever you you couldn't you couldn't have any number under seven in your in their combinations. So if you saw that, that's when you would know your team is out. But I wish the NBA would release those combinations because I'd like to be able to follow along and see what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. They don't. Yeah, release I have those. no idea. And it's kind of hard to understand. What you're talking about. Yeah, it's fair. But I know that the 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 three worst teams in the league. Had each had a fourteen percent chance of getting yeah the first pick so they and they had and they can't get a pick worse than the fifth correct four, so the, so the first pick fourth? can't get worse than the fourth mm. so it basically goes like they do the top at least as this is how it was as of last year I think it was I didn't get to watch obviously this time but is the they pick the first three and then after that it just goes in order. So, do you know the the Pelicans' odds of getting the number one pick at, before the draft? I can look it up. Yeah, please do. Okay. Wow, pretty stunning, though. Yeah. I, I really sympathize for all Knicks fans Pelicans right now. Pelicans have a six percent chance. Okay, so not not terrible. terrible. What was the Lakers' chance? <laughs> one sec draft lottery odds all right so the knicks had a 14 the cleveland at 14 phoenix 14 bulls 12 and a half hawks 10 and a half wizards nine they got kind of shafted yeah um, they did the who are they sorry who are you looking for I don't know. The oh, cause I, I guess some of the picks. What were the Lakers' chances? So they yeah, had the Lakers two percent chance with their own pick, and I think they had someone else's pick, right? Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so it was, they had a two percent chance. 
Damn. Yep. Well, at least they didn't get the number one pick. Thank God. Yeah. But, dude, Zion and AD could be an interesting pairing. I don't know if he stays, though. Does he stay now? I wouldn't. I don't I think don't they... Know. Dude, you might think about it. Is it a player uh, option? No. It's he's a... he's under contract for oh, one he... more year. Oh, so he just like has to be there. There's no <laughs> option. He was just a prick last year. <laughs> I hate that. So stupid. <laughs> he did pre pre agency. Pre pre agency. That's some that's some foo foo shit. <laughs> some foo foo shit. Alrighty. Yeah. So there it is. There it is. Live reactions, instant reactions. We both hate it. Yeah. <laughs> We both hate it. But I do love how the draft lottery is because I think it's more entertaining and more fun than the NFL who's like, yeah, you're the worst. You get the best pick. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Grizzlies, though. Uh, I hope you guys turn around. Grit and grind. That's a real NBA city. I mean, the fans fucking love that team. Uh, I, I really wish them the best. Hopefully, whoever they pick works out for them. Totally. All right. Back to the playoffs. NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that shot, or do you want to just get into the series? Because that shot... Nah, I mean, everyone's seen the shot. Yeah, but it, I just want to say that could be the best, most climactic shot I've ever seen in professional sports. I wouldn't disagree, probably. <laughs> it's ringing endorsement from Fraser. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about the... The best shot I've ever seen. No, because this didn't really end it. The Ray Allen shot still goes down as the best clutch shot I've ever seen in my entire life. That was stupid. That's a good point. But I think the Kawhi Leonard shot was actually harder. He had a guy on him. I think given the circumstances. shot it into the moon. Given the circumstances. They were down, right? Yeah, they were down. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they were down. It's always more Uh, important. And if they didn't win that game, it was over. When you're down, it's it's a better shot than when you're tied. Mm-hmm. Because tied, there's no real... Pre- I mean, there's some pressure, but it's like, if I don't miss this, we're going overtime. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. All right, let's talk about the Bucks-Raptors. Bucks mm-hmm. whitewashed those Celtics. They did. Forgot they are even in the playoffs. <laughs> this series is going to be really entertaining, I think. I don't know if it's going to be close, but I'm just excited to see what the matchups look like. And who guards Giannis? I don't know if anyone's guarding Giannis. <laughs> Not effectively, at least. Anyone that... I mean, maybe Kawhi. Who else? Maybe Ibaka? I think Ibaka is probably the best option. Ibaka could probably do a pretty good job. He's the uh, biggest. Just given his length and size. With quickness. He's like the biggest with quickness. Do you think they put Marc Gasol on him? And just say, hey, shoot threes. Good luck. Maybe. Just has, clog the paint. Yeah, but he has no foot speed. Is my problem with that. Yeah, he, he, I mean, even if Marcus All stands at, and to Giannis's credit, he has been shooting the three relatively well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's shooting at over thirty percent for the playoffs from three. Um, even a step inside the line, his shot isn't like busted either. I it's don't know. Pretty busted. It's not that bad. It's pretty busted. Uh, it's bad, but like. I I guess more I'm coming from perspective of like his three point shot will get better in my opinion. Yeah, it could. But regardless, I guess that's not the point. Right now it's not. So they have a real dilemma guarding him, obviously. And but I think the rest of the, the players on Milwaukee, I think they kind of match up well with. 
I think the the Raptors can guard all th- all the rest of the positions really well. So maybe their their idea is Giannis, you got to score every point, and he might, but they might force him to do that. Yeah, I like I like Lowry on Bledsoe. Um, Brogdon is coming back. I don't think he'll start, but that is going to be a huge boost for that team who hasn't had him all playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think Middleton and Siakam's a good matchup. I think Siakam can mm-hmm. definitely guard him. Uh, if it's Brook, Lo- if it's Brook Lopez and uh, Marcus Hall, I think that's a pretty fair matchup. Um, It'll be fun. I feel like it's pretty evenly matched across the board besides Giannis. But then there's Kawhi, and Kawhi's been arguably the the best player in the playoffs. Yeah, would, um, would you say Kawhi's people, been awesome? Would you say he's been the best player in the playoffs? I think people will say that. Um, I and I could see because your argument just because of the shot and how many games that they've played. Um, they've played more games than mm-hmm. it's no real surprise than the Bucks. Yeah. Um, who did the Bucks play for the first round Pist- series? The Pistons, the woeful Pistons. Dude, fuck out of here! <laughs> All right, that's why because Toronto's had to play some tough teams. The Bucks had to play some lollipops. Who is the, who is the, I know. The Sixers are, I think, a better team than the Celtics, and the Celtics were ready to roll over and die. Um, who did... I'm trying to think who the Raptors played round one. I can tell you. Do you enjoy they were the team? number one seed, so they played... I, did they play? No, they no. were the two seed. No, they were the n- number the two seed. But, Magic. Magic. They won 4-1 they against the Magic. The- yeah. yeah, magic. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. still better than the piss too. The Pistons. You take a CYO team. <laughs> yeah, they're putting up the same fight. The city. Uh, in all honesty, St. John's of Rochester would freaking put up a fight against the Pistons. Yo, and f- when I was in third grade, we were ranked like third in the nation. <laughs> that's what charlie says i i don't know if that's true I we would... all we all would just say that i don't know where any of us got it from i don't I know think who we were started third in, like it. one tournament <laughs> no we were freaking nice dude yeah, i don't cause... think we lost that i don't think we ever lost okay so our boy charlie welling you've heard him on the podcast before uh he was a a, a he-man at the he was age a of like child. six he was like bigger than everyone by a lot like by a lot a lot he was like five foot seven. He was so <laughs> athletic too. He was like unbelievable. He was the most coordinated fourth grader of all time. He really was just like unbelievably, unbelievably coordinated. It's just a stud. Chuck Welling, shout out to you being a just total stud athlete. Still a stud athlete. Not a stud uh, turkey bull quarterback, but besides that, pretty good. <laughs> I'm the best Turkey Bowl quarterback to ever graze this earth. Uh, for those who don't know, Turkey Bowl is obviously Thanksgiving Day. Frazier and I play in a touch football league or mm-hmm. game, and we win every year. Every year. Yeah. We, we always really win. Do. We always win. I had a few off years when I wasn't able to move my body in any way. Um, Max is getting a lot of checkdowns. <laughs> check and crumples. We took the, t- check and crumple. Check and crumble to the ground. Don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took nope. the top off the defense this past year, but yeah, we did. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. All right. Uh, I don't really. Yeah, so it should yeah. be a fun series. Not much to say, I guess. Besides that, all right. Let's go to the the other Western Conference series that's happening right now as we speak. 
The Curry Bowl. The Curry Bowl. Who you got in the Curry Bowl, Frazier? Warriors in five. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're just too overpowered. I think they got an edge right now. Something about this team. Um, I don't know when Durant's coming back, but I think even without Durant, I don't think that the uh, Blazers have the pieces. Um, Cantor, for as well as he's playing, um, you know, it's hard to play on Ramadan, but you're going to get exposed. It's not Ramadan. like I don't I, I think people are playing that up a little too much. Like. I, I don't know. You could not eat know, and dude. be fine. Yeah. I mean, people do intermittent, like people do like, one day fast all the time. Like I'm sure he's done fat. Like it's not, I don't know. Like not eating for like a day and you eat at night. Like you eat when the sun's down. So like, yeah. Right. Like am I, am I crazy? I feel like you can eat when the sun's yeah, down. Yeah. You're not allowed to eat when the sun's up. So you basically just eat at like five o'clock in the morning and you eat a ton. And I think the, he said the last time he ate was like 3.45 a.m. or that's something. That's fine. Just eat a lot. Yeah. What? I don't know. I don't Whatever. Know. Like, I could, I could do it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I think the not a- drinking thing's pretty tough, though. You can't drink anything? You don't drink water, no. Oh, that's pretty rough. Yeah, that's really tough. Okay. Well. Well, he's going to get exposed regardless. I mean, even on a full stomach and full of liquids, Anna's Candor's getting exposed. Yeah, this series, um, I think, is a big weight off the Warriors' shoulders. I agree. They gotta show up though, because they always they always have a hard time against Dame and Lillard or Dame and McCollum. <laughs> Same guy. Or Dame and Lillard. Oh. Uh, Cliff and so Paul. They always have a hard time against those guys, but I, they just don't have enough pieces. Um, if what's his name was playing, uh, the dude from like Serbia, whose dad was 400 pounds and seven feet tall. Nurkic? Uh, Nurkic. I just, like, I just wanted you to keep going with that. I could have kept going for a long time. Wait, I know let's, a lot about wait, wait, wait. Yusuf Nurkic. Mm-hmm. Where is he Oh, from? here we go. This is a good one. Lithuania. South. Slovenia. You're not far off. Uh, Bosnia, Herzegovina. Bosnia, Bosnian. Bosnian, I could see yeah. it. I could see it too, cause he is <laughs> Bosnian. Okay, Bosnian brother. Shoot, shoot, Sanji. <laughs> PYBMBA. PY, go PYBMBA. He did tell me, Mister P, Mister Vahid, or wait, Vahid, Mister Vahid, right? Yeah, he gave yeah. me a great point of advice, and I think this is going to actually apply in this series. So shout out to Vahid. <laughs> If Dude, he- <laughs> that man made 99 foul shots in a row. Blindfolded. He was, he was the MVP of the Bosnian Summer Women's Basketball League. <laughs> All right, so when you have these these quick guard, these shooters, like you have Lillard and McCollum, you don't want to give them any space to let them get into their offense. So you want to pick them up at half court, basically, and have them have a harder time getting into their offense and when they do get a shot they have to deal with all that pumping bumping and grinding um on the other side i don't think that the blazers are that physical of a team whereas the rockets were a much more physical team so that's what the warriors need to do they need to i think they need to have some of their bigger guards and that's what they normally do 
guarding the smaller guards of Portland because you can always hide Curry on a Mo Harkless or Alfred Camino and just let yeah, him they were sit in the trash. Court. So that's what I think you got to do. I agree. Um, even though that the Warriors don't match up super well against the smaller guards, they've always had issues. I just, you're right. They're, they're not as physical. It's not going to be as taxing. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, it's still an exciting series. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'll be fun to watch. I hope like Seth has a big game. I kind of always like Seth. That'd be game. fun. Like I feel like he'd be good if he was on the Warriors. He was on their summer okay. league team a long time ago. He was. So I feel. Like... So here's a good segue. Yeah. What are you more excited for? Uh. The Curry Bowl. Uh huh. Or the Clegane Bowl. Oh my gosh! All right. If if you didn't watch Game of Thrones, if uh, you don't watch Game of Thrones, keep listening. But if you don't want any spoilers from here on to the rest of the podcast, we love you. See you later. Mm-hmm. See Spo- spoiler alert Mr. right Ball now. Caps. All right. Do the Patreon. Just give us some cash. That'd be appreciated. <laughs> uh, the game bowl was effing awesome. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> phenomenal. Weird location on a stairwell. Didn't love that. Fun, Fun location, I think. True. But they didn't like fall down the stairs or much or anything. I don't know. They did once. Whatever. That thing was sick. And the way that like the mountain was just this grotesque, disgusting zombie monster was so awesome. So it was kind of fitting that the mountain was the monster the hound always saw him as. Mm. That was effing deep fridge. So as a writer, I'm pulling a Rosillo. <laughs> I love when he says that. I get it. I'm a writer. No, but I thought I thought that was fun. It was like this is the guy that I mean, he's like the the perfect monster villain to to the hound. Like this mm-hmm. is the guy that the hound and you saw even though the mountain was supposed to be kind of this like almost robotic bodyguard that listened to everything Kyborn and and Cersei said when it was time to throw down between him and the mountain like <laughs> Kyborn literally got his Dude, brains turned into smuckers. That was my favorite smuckers. part of the episode. He literally just like took his head and neck and just chucked him like a freaking yeah. Zabeta. It was awesome. Dude, he turned his brains into mashed Zabetas. Uh, <laughs> so that was pretty fun. The fight was a lot of fun. I thought it was beautifully shot. It, it, the whole thing was really cool. I definitely have like a few nitpicks with the episode. I thought it was really well shot. Wait, wait. I have one more thing to say about that fight. I love yeah. at the beginning how like it was Cersei and the mountain. And Cersei just like, was like, all right, I'm going to dip out. Like, you guys have your fun. Just don't mind me. <laughs> just, like, walked by. Yeah. Just walked just by the hound. Just scoop by. Oops. Yeah. I, liked, I liked the last interaction that the mountain had, or that the hound had with Arya, too. It's like, you, you've seen what revenge has turned me into. It's like, you don't, do you really want to be me? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, you're right. And, like, I think that was really powerful. And it, it's a cool story arc for Arya, who's kind of been driven by this revenge for the last few seasons. And it's going to be interesting to see what they kind of do with her now. Uh, mm-hmm. She was kind of this emotionless assassin. And now I think this might have flipped things a little bit for her. Uh She's not as much fueled by this revenge. Um, I thought 
Cersei's death was super fucking lame. It was a little lame, but if there, it, it was it was a shout. It was a callback to an earlier episode where um, Bronn was talking to Jamie. Enough with the fucking callbacks. Yeah. Can we stop it with the goddamn callbacks? No, I kind of like the callbacks. Dude, season eight is just a season of motherfucking lame callbacks. One or two is fine. It's like, dude, we get it. We've all been watching. We don't need all these callbacks. And I'm fine with things tying to the books. I think that's different. This is something separate. This isn't like calling back to the books or referencing the books or things happening that the books... foreshadowed this is like lame kind of callbacks it's like jane oh so jamie gets to die in the arms of the woman he loves and like fuck that she's the worst she's the woe she's the living worst and she's been this putrid god-awful terrible character that we've all hated since season one and what happened she got smushed by a bunch of rocks being hugged by the person that she loves. Fuck that. Super lame. Okay, I, I agree, but I, I didn't care about the story arc that much, I guess. Just here for the explosions. Okay, can we talk about the explosions? They're effing awesome. 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 Okay, so as you've seen, probably, because you're still listening, Danny's the full mad queen. Like, she went wild. She's like, this is personal. I'm gotta say everybody up. Don't like how her heel turn was. Why? Totally fine that she heel turned. Yeah. Don't like how it happened. Cause why? It seems un like unreasonable. <laughs> yeah, exactly though. And I know I know that they've done little things, little Easter eggs point that that she kind of has this tendency to be a i don't psycho. care like it doesn't it, it seemed rushed it seemed like i want a more drawn out like i don't want all of a sudden her to flip a switch that just doesn't seem right like so basically what caused this was her sunday died and one of her dragons her sunday dead. you called her sunday her sunday me sunday my sunday her sunday <laughs> okay that's amazing it's like <laughs> okay her son and she's died. like now it's fear it's like it doesn't it still doesn't have to be fear like you're just being irrational like i'm all i'm listen i'm fine with her going full heel turn i just wish it was done a little differently a little slower maybe here's the thing the whole th- episode love the whole episode i loved how everything happened i love that I loved everything that happened. Right. I don't love everything how it happened. Okay, but this episode made me re- remember why I loved Game of Thrones, though. Like, I thought this episode was shot beautifully. I could see everything. Um, mm-hmm. I loved some of the slow motion scenes. A lot of the emotional connection they had in the movement scenes where it wasn't, like, dialogue, but you still got connection and emotion. Um, you had good, like, plot driving parts. Like, we're, now we're wondering what's going to happen next. Like, is are you going to try and kill Danny is John going to confront Danny like stuff like that I think are really interesting I just thought this episode was an hour 20 of what some of the best television I've ever watched like I was full in fully locked in on this episode I, I maybe I'm getting too locked into the storylines and everything yeah you're here like just like enjoy it dude I I'm trying to enjoy and I really did enjoy it but here's the thing mm. 
Here's the so butt. for the last two seasons, they've been trying to kind of okay less less season and and uh, towards the end they th- one of their goals is to even the odds between Danny and Cersei. Because if she went in with three full grown dragons, She'd what would happen it. is the whole city would smoke. That's end up what happened. So, so that and then Danny's army is becoming more powerful, and everywhere she goes, she's gaining more power and she's getting more allies. And she didn't need it at then all. Then one <laughs> of the then half of those armies die, right? Or a third, more than more than a third. Pretty much like a third of every sect of the army died. Northern the. Uh, What's the Khal Drago's people? Um, they died. The Unsullied. So, like, if from pretty much from every group, they only have a third of their people left. So their army is now a third of the size it used to be. In the last episode, a dragon died because of three lucky shots. <laughs> so now she's down to one dragon. It's like, okay, shit. Like, this might actually be a pretty fair fight. And what happened was, Danny went through and fucking smoked every one of those crossbows <laughs> and smoked the whole city and killed all of the armies with one dragon and there was no battle and what was the fucking point of spending all that time evening the odds because a lot of the stuff that happened was just to even the odds it wasn't very close that's what i'm saying like it it's like this is the last war it's like oh okay shit this will be epic i mean it was epic in a different way but it it wasn't epic in the way that the show seemed as if it was building up to. My biggest thing is just the whole thing seems rushed. They could have used another four episodes. I agree easily. with that for sure. That's I think, like undisputed. I think, I think the Night King War Battle Winterfell, I think that should have been two episodes. And I think that there should have been more filler from that. I think that easily could have ended season seven. And I think that they could have spent this one battling up to this battle yeah and that would have shown more of danny's inner working and i know that there's like been points about her going crazy but i think if you drew it out a little bit and added more meat to that story i think it would have been way more powerful still enjoy the heel turn i enjoyed her burning the whole city down i think Arya running through it was a perfect use of a main character to kind of drive through that point uh that's just a few of my little nitpicks cool all right, last episode. We'll we'll mm-hmm. talk about it after. I think we're at an hour right now, so I think we got to wrap this thing up. We got to go watch the Warriors yeah. game. Yes, we do. Everyone's still listening. Please go on our social medias. Follow the Masters of Mediocrity. Um, and if you haven't, please subscribe on Patreon. And if you help donate there, it helps get this podcast out to you guys. Helps our SoundCloud fees because. Um, we need to pay for their server basically to allow, to allow us to mm-hmm. record all this content. So please go to patreon.com and search the masters of mediocrity. You'll see all our logo there. All right. Great. Please go and tell a friend about our podcast. That's all I ask. Uh, just let one, you know, tell your mom, uncle, brother, friend, cousin, aunt, uncle, uh, distant cousin, anyone, just tell anyone, teacher, student, parent, like anyone, tell anyone, you know, just one person about our podcast, please help us spread the word. Uh, that's the only way we're going to blow up. So, uh, please help us out. It's really appreciated. All right. Everyone out there in podcast land. Peace. Have a good night. Peace.